Hey guys, Brian Aganod here. A couple days ago, I did a, a Facebook Live. I don't do them too often, but I'm going to commit to doing more of them inside uh, my Facebook group, Core Strength Society. And I'll put a link in the show notes below this one. And I did a long Q&A and I asked a bunch of people in the group just some questions that they had about press handstands. And I will upload this to the podcast if you are not in the group, but you do listen to the podcast. I will update that. I'll update the podcast so you can listen to it. It's just long and disjointed. And sometimes when you do live Q&As, I feel like they drag on longer and longer than they need to be. So instead, what I figured I would do, or not instead, but in addition to that, I figured what I would do is just upload some short questions, since I think there's a lot of really short questions that you guys have that are beneficial to go through. So that being said, one of the things that came up was, what do I do about wrist pain? What do I do if I'm having wrist issues in my training? And there's a couple things here to point out when it comes to your wrist in that it's a twofold thing. So I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they just say, let me just do a lot of wrist stretches. Let me just do a lot of um, different wrist exercises to warm up my wrists for training, et cetera, et cetera. And then I should be fine. But the reality of it is, is that the wrist problems are like everything else that goes on in your body in that it's a, it's, not the problem itself, but it's a symptom of a bigger problem. So what I want to do is address that first. And so when you're having wrist pain, one of the main issues of that, and I see this with clients a lot, is it it boils down to forearm strength. And, and a lot of you guys listening are yoga practitioners. And so it's not like you really go out of your way to train your forearms. But in general, one of my principles for the body is that our core, our TVA supports, our larger muscles support our smaller muscles and our smaller muscles support our bones and our joints. And so the forearm muscles play a huge role in supporting the wrists. And so actually, if you lack wrist mobility as well, what's happened is that your body has physically learned to adapt the mobility of your wrist because the muscles around the wrist can't support it when the further you extend or the further you, you know, flex your wrist, right? So the forearm muscles have to be, have to get exponentially stronger in order to support that. And so if you do have a lot of wrist training, it's, it's like anything else though too, right? Which is if you just go out and if you're training for a marathon and you just go out and you run 20, 30 miles without training, which is, you know, nearly impossible, but you could, if you've got a strong mindset, you can brave through it. Your joints are going to be in pain. Your ankle joints are going to be in pain. You got to give a chance for the muscles to catch up. And that's one of the things naturally about running though, is that you're using your leg muscles to, to run. So they're naturally getting strengthened and they're naturally supporting the bones and the joints. With handstands, you have to go out of your way to strengthen your forearms and you have to go out of your way to make sure that you're actually building muscle to support your wrists because if not, and because you have to think about it too, right? Like when you're learning press handstands or you're learning handstands, the, the time under tension that your wrists are actually experiencing is very little, right? Because you'll kick up, you fall over. So it's seconds at a time, if that. So you really have to go out of your way to make sure that the forearm muscles are trained. And that does two things where you can, 
number one, increase your wrist mobility by training your forearm muscles. So the stronger your wrists get, the more mobile your wrists are going to find. And naturally your body will start to trust your wrist more and you'll be able to flex them and extend them both a lot more naturally, the stronger your forearms get, but also you won't experience pain, right? You won't just experience pain when you're training. And if you are experiencing pain when you're training, know that is one of the main reasons why, which is, well, the forearm muscles are, are undertrained. Now, the other thing you may not, uh, I'll point this out too, but the other thing you may not attribute to the wrist, but if you ever have, if you ever get like neck numbness or, or numbness on the side of the neck or any kind of like shoulder pain up into the traps or numbness. Sometimes I, I, I see this happen with people. This is actually a symptom. This is the example where the wrists are the problem, not the symptom. So sometimes when you have wrist issues, the wrists are the symptom, not the problem. But in this case, they're the problem, not the symptom in that you're, when you're experiencing like that soreness or numbness on one side of the neck, your traps and your shoulders, actually you're, carpal tunnel. So you have nerves that run through, I'll do my best to describe this on an audio podcast, but you can look up a diagram if you want to see it. You have nerves that run through your, your carpal tunnel in your wrist. So if you look at the anatomy of the wrist joint, there's a hole in there. That's the carpal tunnel where nerves run through. And if you are like, if you experience that numbness, like in your shoulder or in your neck, on the side of your neck, especially you're putting an excess amount of pressure on the nerves. So literally if there's no muscular engagement around the wrists, your wrist joint, as you put pressure on it, whether that's handstands, planks, arm balances, anything that you're doing, it actually starts to, the, the bone itself, the tunnel starts to put pressure on the nerves. It squeezes the nerve and you get like a sciatic nerve-like reaction in your shoulder and in your neck, right? In the upper body. So very similar to what happens in the lower body, but this just happens with the carpal tunnel in the wrist. So a lot of those things, a long story short, a lot of those things can be alleviated by actually just correcting, going out of your way to strengthen your forearms. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff you can do, but very basically, if you haven't trained your forearms, there's... You can go and you can buy like a forearm roller, which is very beneficial. You can just pick one up on Amazon. You hook a little weight to the bar and you just roll the bar with your hands. And that is that goes a long way in helping to strengthen your forearms. That's one quick thing you can do to start to alleviate that. That will allow you to not only experience less pain when you're training for your handstands, but also gain more wrist mobility so that it's a lot easier to get your hands flat on the floor. So if you're anyone like me, when you first started doing, or when I first started working on handstands and press handstands, one of my difficulties was I had a hard time getting the heels of my hands flat on the ground. And that was because I lacked wrist mobility. And the reason I lacked wrist mobility is because my forearm muscles were weak. That's what to do about the wrist. The other thing is if you do want general wrist maintenance, rather than doing a lot of just general wrist stretches and these things like wrist warm-up exercises, what you want to think about is maintaining the uh, wrist joints. And one of the ways to do that is by balancing it. And what I mean is when we're doing handstands, we're pressing into the ground a lot, we're pushing. So what we want to spend ideally is an equal amount of time decompressing the wrist. So my general thing with clients is that is that for every minute 
that you spend, again, this is like time under tension for every minute you spend approximately on your hands, like practicing on your hands or putting pressure into the floor, you should counter that by spending a minute hanging from some kind of a bar to balance out the, again, the compressing with the decompressing, which is the compressing is pushing into the ground. The decompressing is hanging from a bar. And that's just a very good thing for general wrist health. Now, sometimes I like to do a high volume of training and it's also very beneficial, especially like if you're, especially if you're newer, there's so many benefits to just like icing your hands and icing your wrists. And it's very easy. You get like a cake mixing bowl and put some ice in there and just soak your hands in there for three, four minutes at the end of your training. That's just another really good uh, maintenance thing, especially, especially if you are, you're newer and you aren't using your larger muscles correctly, like your core and your back and you're muscling the activity more with your shoulders and your arms and you're using your smaller muscles, your wrist joints are naturally going to have a lot more, they're going to put more pressure on them. So taking a couple minutes to ice them is a very good thing to do for maintenance. All right. So that's all I've got for today's episode. I hope that was helpful for you on the wrist. Again, if you are in enjoying this, you can do take some time to share it with someone who you think would benefit from it and take some time to leave a review of the show. Your reviews are one of the most powerful ways to help the show grow and help it to reach other people who could benefit from that. So I'd really appreciate it if you could take some time to leave a review. And then if you want more updates in the Facebook group, Core Strength Society, I will add a link to the show notes. You can join that there. I am curating the group though, to make it as, to, to make it as beneficial for everyone as possible. So I'm only looking for people who are serious and also want to be contributors and to ask good questions in the group. So this isn't like a typical, this isn't like a typical like fitness group where people are spamming things with random videos and whatnot. I want it to be, I want the feed to be filled with things that are beneficial, things that can help you train. And also so you can be part of a community at the same time to help reach your goals. So that's all I've got for you on today's show. Have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.